Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, 500 years ago, uh, Martin Luther stood before the Diet of Worms, his life kind of hanging in the balance, uh, certainly excommunication hanging in the balance, and he told the Roman Catholic Church, uh, I will not, I cannot retract anything, for it is neither safe nor right for me to speak against my conscience. Here I stand, I can do no otherwise. Um, we have been talking about the issue of conscience. We've, we've tried to lay somewhat of a foundation of what a conscience is. What should you do if your conscience is misinformed? We've been looking at the Westminster Confession of Faith, chapter 20, which is, I think, some of the best writing on conscience in Christian history. Yeah. Um, so now let's, let's apply this. Um, Let's uh, let's let's read uh, the fourth paragraph oh, of, yeah, of, of the Westminster Confession, chapter yes. twenty, because this is actually talking about you know, those in authority over us, and um, you know if we've if we've delighted in the other three paragraphs, we might as well go to the four one. You know, might listen to this one and then try to apply it. And because the powers which God hath ordained and the liberty with. Christ has purchased are not intended by God to destroy, but to mutually uphold and preserve one another. They who on pretense of Christian liberty shall oppose any lawful power or the lawful exercise of it, whether it be civil or ecclesiastical, resist the ordinance of God. And for their publishing of such opinions or maintaining of such practices as are contrary to the light of nature or to be the known principles of Christianity, whether concerning faith, worship, or conversation, or to the power of godliness, or such erroneous opinions or practices as either in their own nature or in the manner of publishing or maintaining them, are destructive to the eternal external peace and order which Christ has established in the church, they may lawfully be called to account and proceeded against by the censures of the church. Mm-hmm. So he's actually saying something about our liberty as it of affects civil matters and ecclesiastical matters. Yep, yep, that's right. Um, and if, so the third paragraph kind of dealt with um, if you're using um, your conscience as a cover for sin, that destroys Christian liberty. And and here he's saying um, you, you can't use your conscience to disobey lawful. Lawful. And that adjective and is important. And that's a very important adjective. Right. Yes. And, and the reason why they use that adjective is because back in, in paragraph two, uh, it starts with the sentence, God alone is Lord of the conscience. So mm-hmm. where the, the magistrate uh, the magistrate is responsible, you know, you can look at the responsibilities in Romans 13 or, or right. 1 Peter 2, what the magistrate is not allowed to do is to exercise lordship over conscience. That's what they're not allowed to. That would be crossing into the unlawful territory. So applying this to um, vaccine 
mandate. So does the government, here's the question, here's the million dollar question that everybody's been waiting, right? With all, all 10 of our listeners with bated breath on how we're gonna answer this. Uh, how, does the government have the right to order us to violate our conscience, um, in, in, specifically like in the case of vaccine mandates? I think when it comes to your own body and your own conscience, there's a line which government must not cross. And uh, we, we at the last show, uh, you, you quoted me, Josh. I stole uh, your thunder. You, you, that, that, that's right. Well, you gave a you gave a preview of my thunder. Um, <laughs> that I, I was said, the weatherman. <laughs> I, I had said to you, my 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 personal conviction, my personal conscience. Uh, I can sum it up in two phrases, uh, or w- one phrase, uh, vaccine good, mandate bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm For myself, I'm fully vaccinated. I didn't have any problem with getting the vaccine. Heck, I'm 65 years old, I'm full of vaccines. Give me one more. <laughs> um, and uh, when I, because I'm 65, uh, when, when the booster comes out, I'll get that. Um, but I, because I uh, respect uh, liberty of conscience, and uh, because I believe God alone, I, I believe the Westminster Confession of Faith, God alone is Lord of the conscience. Government crosses a line when it says you must get mm-hmm. this vaccine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that to me is very troubling. Yeah. And, and, I'm near your age, but unlike you, I my my conscience is keeping me from the vaccine, mm-hmm. and you know, and and um, I think that one of the problems is this is this matter of coercion uh, that's taking place. You know, the Romans fourteen twenty three says everything that does not come from faith is sin. Coercion it doesn't allow me a conscience to determine whether this is right for me or not. And, uh, and so coercion violates the obligations of my conscience. The underlying mm-hmm. principle and justification of, of having an informed conscience uh, is being violated in that respect. And so I don't have liberty when those things are coerced uh, because there's no consent involved. Right. And my, my conscience really has to consent to something. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm, I have trouble with that. And so, um, you know, one of the things, you know, the Christian faith is not meant to provide a, um, you know, a glue that makes us meet social expectations. Um, uh, the Christian faith um, gives us a glue uh, to be united to Christ mm-hmm. and not social expectations. And so... I, coercion kind of pulls me away from that, uh, from from faith of of trust in Him. Yeah. Um, I may not be ex- stating this um, the best possible way, but um, you know, I there, you know, I'm not just simply going along with what culture dictates, and I mm-hmm. think that that's the problem with uh, culture. Culture, once it affirms something, wants to lead everybody else into it. Uh, yeah, and yes. that's the problem with that's you know and we see that in Romans one you know they they practice evil and then they they um, affirm those who practice evil yeah. so there's a there's a sense in which um, you know once a conscience this is the problem with the the social media you see it you know once once I've glommed onto an idea you know whether it's vaccine or non vaccine 
I have this conscience obligation that wants me to make everybody do the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and that's yes. that's that's tyranny. I mean, R.C. Sproul used to call it the tyranny of the weaker brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, you know, Abraham Kuyper, you know, famously kind of talked about those different spheres of sovereignty: the the family, the right, uh, and the state, and the church. And the tyranny happens when you reach outside of your circle. And you try to impose your powers upon another sphere. So if I reach outside of my circle and, Phil, I tell you uh, what time you need to go to bed at night, <laughs> I'm acting as a tyrant because that's not my right. sphere of authority. Mm-hmm. The church, the church's powers are the, the keys of the kingdom. The, the state's powers are, are, are the sword. The, the family's powers are the rod. And those spheres don't have the right to 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 use powers that that don't belong to them. So mm-hmm. now th- this is very relevant to, to me as a pastor. I've had a number of people in my congregation come to me and say, hey, I'm, I'm getting forced to get a vaccine at my company or I'm, uh, I'm in the military and I'm forced to get a vaccine. Uh, what should I do? And so I asked them, first of all, well, what is your, you know, what does your conscience tell you about the vaccine itself? Uh, I have family members who have gotten the vaccine. I mean, I am not an anti-vaxxer. I think that's one of the polarizing things that's that's a fallacy right. that to say, well, you either have to be for all vaccines or against all vaccines. Well, that that's a, that's a either well, that, or. Yeah. You, you can be for some and against others for different reasons. I mean, yeah, I, absolutely. Right. And, and uh, you know, when we have to remember too, uh, you know, I've, I've actually encouraged others. I know um, a number of the people in our church that work in the medical community, and some of them have already gotten a religious liberty uh, exemption. Um, the When we talk about a religious liberty exemption, and I would support those people that are seeking that, but we, we need to understand the way that law is written or the way those requirements for those exemptions are written um, you know, this comes from the 1964 Civil Rights Act, and so, and it, and it really, you know, Title VII defines religion beyond membership in a church or belief in God to include a, a firmly and sincerely held moral and ethical belief. So, uh, when we go looking, when somebody asks about a religious exemption, this we're, we're right back to the personal conscience yep. where you know where you know this is not something the church writes for you this is something that you have this um, you have a moral and ethical disagreement with what's going on and and you make that a matter of conscience and th- and you need to say that simply yeah. it's not an argument <laughs> you may not even be the you it may not even be a logical argument in some ways but it is your firmly held belief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and these mm-hmm. are some of the principles of conscience that we looked at in Romans 14. Each one must be fully convinced in his own mind. Right. Or yes. verse 23, yes. whatever does not come from faith is sin. So even right. if I'm misinformed, right. if I think that, if I'm not persuaded that this vaccine is for my health, or if I, I, I can't take it out of faith, if I'm not fully persuaded, then I ought not to take it because of, of, of what we've already laid down. These are, the, the, these are non-negotiable principles in Scripture. Mm-hmm. We don't have the right to take something that's not done by faith. Paul specifically says that sin. Yeah, if I can offer maybe uh, just a concrete example and try and walk out, you know, let's take two different people. Um, so let's say the, the first person, um, now, with respect to uh, taking a partic- particular medical treatment, um, it's always a question of risk-benefit. 
There's downsides and there's upsides. And so you could have two people who do their own analysis and their, uh, their, their chief uh, focus in looking at both the upsides and the downsides is the preservation of human life, um, which is a, a, a good thing. We, we ought to uphold the sixth commandment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that comes uh, not just do not kill, uh, or murder, rather, but also it, that commandment carries with it an obligation to preserve and sustain life. Right, and, and so in the Heidelberg, it it translates that as the you know we're to not go into the reckless endangerment of life. Right. So that, yep. that you know we need to. That's exactly what you're saying, Paul. Right. So if you have a person who sees uh, little to no risk, um, in um, with the with the vaccine based on all their mm-hmm. research uh, and they see a great benefit toward that exact end then they in their you know their informed conscience by the word um, they're probably going to decide to do it and and if their conscience is is brought them to that place they ought to because they think this is yeah. a way to preserve life exactly yeah. but, but there's yep. another argument isn't there yeah so then if the second person sees very um sees uh, a higher level or maybe a, uh, an unknown level of risk and little to no benefit, um, you know, take, I, I believe um, at, this was current as of uh, fairly recently, uh, there's been no person in the entire state of Idaho since this began under the age of 18 who's died. And so somebody could look at that and say, hey, for somebody who's, you know, 15 years old, I see almost no benefit and a very large unknown risk um, it is highly experimental. It's only been around a year. Um, that could lead a person to say, hey, I don't want to or I don't want for my child. And right. for the exact same six commandment, six six commandment is the motive in both cases. That's right. right. Yep. And so mm-hmm. each should follow their conscience. Yep. There we go. We've touched on the most controversial issues of our day. <laughs> and by the time this airs it might be over yeah, yeah. Well, actually yeah. the most controversial issue yeah. of our day is sin that's why you need Jesus that's why you need to repent of your sins trust in the, the dead buried and risen Savior uh, this is the Gospel for Life we'll see you next time 